Now let's welcome in Jill Malandrino, global markets reporter of the NASDAQ. I know you're following all the lead stories of the week, including this one, which is the situation that has occurred in China with Evergrande, a Chinese real estate company, has been drawing so much attention. I mean, I heard numbers like $300 um, billion in debt. Um, you tell me, I mean, what's going on here? Yeah, well, you're right. Uh, you're looking at about $300 million. billion dollars in debt. The company, it's a massive issuer of debt, both inside China and offshore to international investors. That certainly is what traders are trying to attribute to this perceived correction. You know, to, to George's point before, we haven't seen one, um, you know, in, in almost a year. And, and so tra uh, traders were looking for something to attribute any sort of downside action. So his point was very well taken there. In reality, though, China's market's been weak for a while. As Nasdaq's chief economist, Phil McIntyre, points out and underperforming the U.S. market steadily since March. And remember the trade war? We were talking about that for, you know, so many months. Although many tariffs are still in place, that's not what's cha uh, changing in China right now. Instead, the Chinese government has made a number of changes that restrict operations of some of their largest companies. So this has kind of been in motion even prior to Evergrande. But worries about the highly indebted property developer, it's their ability to pay interest on its U.S. dollar-denominated bonds. And that's what's prompted those comparisons to the collapse of Lehman Brothers in 2008 and the subsequent financial crisis. Now, Nicole, recall um, 13 years ago, Lehman collapsed this month. I mean, I remember covering it like it was yesterday. Um, the bank underwrote tens of billions of dollars worth of securities backed by risky mortgages during the U.S. housing bubble. The U.S. government ultimately allowed Lehman to fall while bailing out other financial institutions. So the risk right now is a broad collapse of lever Chinese companies. Some are thinking this could be China's Lehman moment, but most think Evergrande is not big enough or interconnected enough. In fact, the company's real estate group announced it would pay the interest on time on a mainland traded denominated bond. It's, uh, you know, anyone's guess what's going to happen with the international payments. That will buy Evergrande some time, although debt restructuring could potentially happen. Um, I think another critical difference in Evergrande's case is the greater level of government control and involvement in China's real estate industry. Um, of course, Evergrande's not the only thing weighing on markets. There's still the looming fight over the government debt limit, um, a possible U.S. default and government shutdown. We've come close to default, but have not actually defaulted in the past. Uh, potential taper. We'll get more insight into that uh, shortly, just within the hour. And, uh, you know, you have the elimination of pandemic benefits that have been eliminated, the impact that could have to consumer spend. And, you know, there's a pandemic that's a constant variable. So the markets will always be worried about something. But I think that traders are looking for something such as Evergrande to identify that capitulation point. And again, as what George was saying, it remains to be seen until the markets play out. And I wanted to turn your attention to Washington as there's been, obviously, the House approves the bill to suspend the debt limit. Um, what is going on with that debt ceiling and the woes that we could be facing? Right. I think really what the concern is here, besides the political posturing, is if there is a default, and you have to remember that U.S. Treasuries are really what backs a lot of the major lending and, and global trading that we have around the world. And I think that's really what the concern is here. We continue to raise the debt. Um, and I think with the, you know, the political infighting, the Republicans didn't have a problem doing it while during the last administration. And they're kind of you know, styming that now. So that's the political part of it. But if you look even deeper and what it could systemically mean, even for global trade, the way our global economies are interconnected, that's really what the issue is at heart. 
Anything else on your radar that you're very in tune or watching closely? Well, I think like everyone else, we've been talking about the Fed meeting in September. It's going to happen at 2 o'clock Eastern. Of course, we'll be looking at that. I think the consensus has shifted where we know we have Evergrande out there. We know we're still in the middle of a pandemic. We know where yields are and that this might give the um, Fed a little bit more runway to halt on any major tapering activity. Um, so I don't think we'll see much out of this meeting. We might hear a little bit more language or guidance, but from folks that I've been speaking to, because of all the variables that are out there, this could potentially give the Fed a little bit more of a runway, which in theory should be good for stocks.